This is Jordan Edwards, and this is the Business Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Good afternoon, Ari Goldman. How's it going? Very good. Very excited to have you here today. I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Ari is the man behind the Jiu-Jitsu Flow Instagram account, uh, a really popular and dynamic uh, and growing Instagram page where you demonstrate um, fundamental flow techniques and more, and uh, just really been an honor watching it grow, and I, I love it, and a little bit of a fanboy, but pleasure to have you on. Thank you, man. I really appreciate the kind words and the opportunity to chat. Yeah. So Ari, where are you from? So uh, I grew up in Central California at Monterey. It's about two hours south of San Francisco. Uh, yeah, I, I grew up there. I'm currently living in Costa Mesa, down south in like Orange County. Mm -hmm. And I yeah, grew I spent you know through high school in Monterey and then uh, in adulthood traveled around a lot. Uh, but for the last last few years since about when COVID started, like 2020, uh moved down here to Costa Mesa and that's uh, where I reside nowadays. Yeah, what what was uh, your childhood like growing up? Were you uh did you play sports? I did. I did. So yeah, sports has been a big, big part of my life. I got a couple older brothers. Um, we, you know, baseball, basketball, uh, football. My my first 12 years of my life, actually, I was really I was heavily into gymnastics. Uh, kind of hmm. random, but that was like a big part of my life. And I, I you know, middle school, I still played baseball and basketball, but gymnastics was like that was my thing growing up uh yeah and then i played baseball and basketball through high school ended up playing basketball in college and i didn't find jujitsu till i was about 25. yeah well it's so funny you say that one of my best friends uh scott lorberbaum shout out scott he you know we all like start gymnastics when you're a little kid and just only a few of you keep going with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's a very, very small select group of the uh, of the initial cohort of uh, three and four year olds just never stop. Yeah. And my best friend went on to play Division One lacrosse, and even until this day, even though he hasn't played sports in well over a decade, he just has a level of athleticism that stems all the way back to him doing the, that gymnastics. And he stopped doing gymnastics probably in middle school, but when he started to pick up lacrosse, you know, he excelled extremely, extremely quickly. And his physique, even to this day, you can still see it. I mean, it's it's crazy what, what that does as a young person. So yeah. uh, and now it makes a lot of sense as I as I've watched your page grow and look at all of the techniques that you put on the 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 benefits of gymnastics. Yeah, I I mean I always figured when I have kids, which I'd like to in the in the in the future that like play whatever sport you want, but gymnastics is going to be a foundation just because, you know, the mobility, flexibility, strength, uh, coordination that it gives you. Uh, and it allowed me to keep up with my friends throughout, you know, middle school and high school that were playing baseball year round, basketball year round. You know, I, I was doing gymnastics year round and I'd play these other sports, but I was able to keep up with them. And I think it had a, a lot to do with the, the coordination and, and, everything that gymnastics provided but then finding jujitsu 
I was like, shit, man, I might have a, uh, a competitor where, you know, now obviously I'm all about, about, the, you know, jujitsu and try to get my family and everybody into it. Cause it provides a lot of the same, uh, like core skill sets and values that gymnastics provided me. So uh, but go yeah, hand in hand. Absolutely. Well. absolutely. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu is, is so powerful. I want to get there in a minute, but I just want to learn a little bit more about you. So yeah. you, you grew up up there south of, of San Fran, central Cali. Mm -hmm. uh, is that where you went to, to college? So, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll dive a little more into uh, kind of my, my journey. Uh, so, all right, I'll, yeah, I, gra I ended up graduating from San Francisco State. But, uh -huh. you know, my my childhood was like very structured until I was about 12. And that's like gymnastics, you know, go to school, go to gymnastics for like four hours a night and repeat um, around middle school, like 12, 13. Um, a lot of things changed. So my parents got divorced. My parent or my my both my brothers moved out of the house. They were in college and. I quit gymnastics and just really got into uh, you know, the social social setting. Um, smoking a lot of weed, hanging out with friends, playing sports, but uh, no real structure. Uh, so, but I was still able to keep things together. And out of high school, I walked on uh, to a basketball team at Chico State. Uh, uh, but things just, they, they didn't go just, great. Like, they didn't go I was great. kind of a head case, you know, trying to figure things out. Um, so I ended up transferring college a few times. I uh, ended up actually getting caught up in, in some heavier drugs. Uh, I got caught up in the Oxycontin wave. Uh, hmm. Never really talked about that much, but so I ended up going to rehab uh, in like my early 20s. Um, and when I came out, I went to San Francisco State, uh, and that's where I found jujitsu. Uh, yeah, I'm really grateful that you shared that just because everybody has, you know, so many things, no matter how, what you see from the outside of what people's lives look like or what you perceive, we're all going through so many hard things personally. And anytime somebody's has the, you know, has gotten through it. I, it helps so many people and you don't know how many people have reached out to me through this podcast and the platform uh, because there's just some off comment that either I said or one of the guests said and they're like, I'm going through that or, you know, I'm losing my business or I lost my business because I've talked about a million failures on this podcast. So I have failed so many times. People don't believe it because I've found a lot of success in business. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that has come with with trying and failing so many times. Yeah. And, um, you know, whether it's you mentioning that, uh, he hasn't been on the podcast yet. I've talked, spoken to him about it, but Tom DeBlas has spoken about his, you know, so many problems that he had growing up with, with a really tortured childhood. Mm -hmm. And he's doing a lot of work for bullying right now. So, so I guess what I'll say is, you know, anybody out there who is, you know, facing similar issues, jujitsu is a, is a path, you know, is a, is a great path. It, I mean, it, it, it has been for me, right? Like I try not to be too preachy about it, uh, but it's definitely something that has saved my life and helped me just stay on the right track. Um, 
yeah, I, I when I went back to college and I was completely sober and just clear headed and like you know, humble in life in general, like life just humbled me. Uh, yeah, you know, I was just entitled growing up, thought everything was going to come easy, uh, and realizing that it wasn't like didn't know what to do about it. So when I went back to college after I was sober for a while, uh, and found jujitsu, it was like the perfect storm because one of the, you know, amazing things about jujitsu, like you hear it all the time is like, it really does humble you every day. Right. Uh, or maybe not every day, maybe you go a couple of weeks or a month or whatever, but eventually you're going to get humbled and you just got to keep showing up. Right. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I I just get chills when I think about that because I got so humbled on Monday night. It was just one of those nights, and I was uh, I'm a I'm a brown belt now, and I was training with a fellow brown belt, which I who I can't believe is a brown belt, uh, UFC star Randy Brown, longtime teammate of mine, and we were like training back and forth, positional training all night, going back and forth. He was he's getting ready for a jujitsu fight coming up on Rise. Cool. And he kept slowly turning it up on me, and I was slowly losing energy, and um, and my whole body just cramped, and I'm screaming tap 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 tap, and he just doesn't want to let me go, and he basically was like, "You had more in the tank, you had more in the tank," and I was like just dead, and I was screaming like a white belt, you know, I was like tap tap, <laughs> like no please let me go, and I was like I was squealing, and I was so embarrassed afterwards. But that's the stuff that happens. And I'm just, you know, he called me that later that night and he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm training for a fight and I don't. And I was like, those are the moments and only in retrospect can you be grateful for 100%. It. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so true. And whether, you know, it's someone at your level or a higher level or lower level that exposes something that you're doing wrong, even if it's, it's like, oh, yeah, I know that technique. I know that escape. Well, you didn't know it right there. So, like, obviously something wasn't clicking you weren't fully focused you're getting a little lazy or something's going on uh like every night you got to be on your game you know and i feel like that's how it is in life right you could put a year two you know whatever amount of time together where you're you have a good daily routine and then the next day you wake up and you're like ah, i just don't feel like doing anything and i'm going to be lazy and you feed into that and it just starts to compile and uh you know you got to Stay in the moment. Those days, those days, I, whenever I'm on a streak, I've been on a streak and I just like try to surrender and I just, and I say to myself, like, I'm, I'll be lifting or I'll be doing jujitsu. And I just like, thank God that you gave me the strength to just get here and just keep this going. I say, like, it's just like out of my hands at some point. I get, like, I'll do the work, but I'm just so grateful when I could hit those streaks. Yeah. And to your point, yeah. like, I am get so down on myself when for some reason, you know, I just wasn't able to get to training or I wasn't able to get to the gym, business trip, jet lag, just some, re, you know, some bullshit reason. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's, it's again, another humbling. So how'd you get into jujitsu? Like who, who, how'd you find out about it the first time? So, you know, I think the first, so always super competitive, right? Sports, like again, playing basketball throughout college, I was at San Francisco State, um, ended up running out of eligibility and needed to find something to do. I'd watched, you know, obviously was watching the UFC. Um, and I just, I, I remember I walked into Half Gracie's 
uh, gym headquarters in downtown San Francisco where Code Osiander uh, is teaching. Mm -hmm. I walked into a, to his gym and was like, hey, man, I, wa I want to learn how to fight. And, you know, like not knowing anything. And he was like, yeah, cool, cool. Go, uh, go over to this class, like into the corner. And he taught me how to do a hip escape. Uh, he's like, here, go shrimp. And I, I hip escape for like an hour and a half, just going back and forth. And I was like, well, this is cool. Um, and that I just, there's something about jujitsu, the movements I, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but, um, I ended up because I was at San Francisco state, it's kind of like the outer part of San Francisco. So, uh, house gym wasn't the closest or easiest. So I ended up training at another smaller gym nearby where I lived. And it was a black belt of Hal from Kurt, a uh, guy named Jimmy uh, Harkeen. Uh, he was an MMA fighter, like really good jiu-jitsu guy. And that's where I started training. And I just, I fell in love. Like he was a no bullshit guy, taught me like the, the mentality of fighting and training. And uh, so, yeah, from there, it, it didn't take long for me to realize like this is something you know, I need to have in my life forever. Uh, I, I obviously want to compete, but I, the, the larger goal is how can I make sure that I'm doing this consistently forever? Yeah. Um, were you working at that time when you were, you were in school during that time or you were yeah. just out of school? No, I was, I was in school and I was working, yeah, I was working a little bit as well, but I was mainly in school. Uh, so I would just, I would do my classes and I would go train every day and I loved it. Um, uh, and yeah, I was, I was, and I got my blue belt from Jimmy and I graduated college and then I moved down South to LA and my jujitsu journey, uh, is a little out of the ordinary as well because I got a different belt or I got promoted from a different instructor for every belt. Um, Wow, and I think it's just because my journey, I you know, just trying to figure out life, and I, I I move around a lot, you know, just trying to explore I, different careers. Uh, so ended up going from San Francisco to LA uh, for a new job, and I ended up training with Chrome uh, Gracie, and that's where I got my my yeah. purple belt. Uh, loved it. I would you know work all day, train at night, train anytime I could outside of the office. Um, and then at some point, I realized my job. I hated it. I want to travel. Picked up and moved to Thailand. Uh, yes, yeah, so I was. I was oh, wow. in Thailand for about a year. I trained with a guy named Adam Kayum. Uh, he's like an old school Carlson or Memorial uh, uh, Black Belt. Works with AK, yeah, we have Ricardo, Ricardo Laborio. Uh, he's he's real involved with one now. I think he just moved from Singapore. Mm -hmm. uh, but amazing guy, taught me a lot about just like I, I realize every coach that I've had has taught me a lot about life and jujitsu. So one of the benefits of not you know staying with one gym, but being able to learn from a lot of different people. Uh, yeah. From Thailand, I moved to New York. And I uh, thought I wanted to be a physical therapist and like work with fighters and stuff. So uh, I was going to school, working in a physical therapy office and 
started training at Enzo's. I mm-hmm. found, I mean, I knew of, of uh, John Danaher, but not really. And, but when I went there, uh, it was like 2017, 16, 17. And I was there for two years and just, that's where, yeah, I'd go to his class every single day. He was in the blue basement every day. And really he changed, you know, how I approached jujitsu. Um, it was an amazing experience. Uh, and then from there, I moved back to Monterey. Wait, why? I mean, I'm a New Yorker, so it's hard to always, uh, (laughs) I just trying to figure out life that like, I, like there's some family stuff going on back home Mm. and, uh, it was a really tough decision because I wanted to just train jujitsu, but I didn't know how to make a living in, in New York. Like didn't have much money. Uh, I realized I didn't want to be a physical therapist and living in Manhattan. I just didn't really know how to, how to make it work. Yeah. I, it's so funny. Right, right, right before this conversation, I was on an executive meeting for one of my businesses and we were talking about this exact same thing. And, you know, I'm trying to do a bunch of business down in Florida right now, but I'm a New Yorker. Yep. And I was saying like the Florida attitude, they couldn't survive in New York because I it, getting people to pick up phone calls, answer emails, show up for meetings. If you don't do that in New York, you would die mm-hmm. because there's no room for error. You know, like yeah. there's just no room. You have to like every single cent has to be scraped together to live. And uh, so just like the mentality of living in New York and staying in New York is uh, is kind of like you just have to have really tight jujitsu. There's just like no room for error. hundred percent. And like, I, like looking back on it, I don't, I don't regret anything. Like life is what it is. And you, you know, you learn and you move on and you know, your experiences make you who you are today. But part of me wishes I would have, figured out a way to stay there obviously those guys ended up moving to puerto rico so maybe you know i, I probably yep. would have moved out there with them uh but yeah i mean I, I lived in a closet in west harlem like on 145th and which was fine because it just incentivized me to just never be home just always you know i was i was out all the time which was nice yeah. um i got to really experience new york but yeah just at the time mentally i i didn't know how to make it work uh, and so, yeah, I ended up moving back to Monterey, my hometown. And, uh, this is where I met a, a good friend of mine and my coach who ended up being my coach. His, his name's Mark Gutierrez. He, uh, he has a gym in Monterey. It's called elite team Monterey. And it was just like, it was cool. Cause I had a nice impact on him bringing Danaher's philosophies. And, uh, uh, he was really open to it because after training with John, it's tough to go to another gym and learn different jujitsu. Like anybody that, uh, yeah. that experiences that it's, it's really tough. So Mark was really open, like loved John stuff was really open to his techniques. And so started implementing a lot of that into, uh, into our training. And, you know, at the time, if you train, if you take any of John's classes, you realize it's very, very difficult to remember all the little details. Uh, and you also under, start to understand those little details are very important. So I used to, after every class, I would take notes and, you know, at first I'd, I would remember, you know, 10% of what he said, but eventually I started being able to remember everything. So I'd take this class, go shower, hop on the subway, and I'd be able to just like write down everything in my phone. So I leave there a year and a half, two years later with pages and pages of notes. 
looking back on it now, it's like oh, shit, now he comes out with all these instructionals. I'm like, damn, it. all this time. Uh, you know, I thought I was cold. Um, but it, it really helped me, like, just remember and, and absorb his uh, his style and, and details. And so I got to use that in my, and just in general now, like, that's how I go about my jujitsu. Um, but yeah, I often, I often tell people when you, when you write it down, it's like you're programming it into your brain, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a second way of reinforcing it. Yeah, definitely. And it helped me be able to start teaching it as well. Just cause you just remember, you, you know, you, it really is embedded in you. Um, and my coach, Mark in Monterey, it was a significant relationship because he started help like teaching me about online marketing. Um, and so when the pandemic happened and Jim started closing down, um, you know, even before that, I was doing a lot of solo drills. If I got hurt or whatever, I got injured a lot throughout my jujitsu journey, just from previous sports stuff and whatever. Uh, so I'd always do like solo movements to stay engaged. But when the when COVID hit, uh, gyms were closed. I could still go into the gym by myself and do and just do workouts, right? Just to stay engaged. And that's where I started, uh, you know, posting them online just to see if it would help anybody else out. Uh, and that's kind of how what now is called Jiu-Jitsu Flow uh, became, you know, it's still evolving, obviously. Like, I, I'm still trying to figure out what this is. Uh, but, yeah, that's when, when I started posting these movements and workouts and started getting good feedback. So just kept doing it. Yeah, I've got it pulled up here for those that are listening uh, in. Those that are watching and can see my screen, but um, Ari's page is uh, at Jiu-Jitsu Flow, F-L-O, and he's got a really great following and, and, a, and a very active page. One of my absolute favorite Jiu-Jitsu pages. And Thank you. Some is um, uh, technical, you know, like, like, like basic fundamental techniques, but done. And I guess now that I understand your journey and also your background in gymnastics, uh, I think that there's a lot of precision in your movement and um, you're, you're definitely making the fundamental techniques maybe seem, maybe you're demonstrating them very correctly. Maybe that's what I want to say. You know, they're, they're movements that we all see, but I think what you do so, so, so precise is demonstrate exactly how they should be. So there's one right here I've got pulled up on my screen and I'll just kind of like talk everybody else through it. But here you are demonstrating put it on mute um a, a a solo drill for entering into x guard from the k guard and then you demonstrate it with a partner and how that technique works and simple but super super effective and uh it might not be a, a solo drill that most people do, that they would try right. and done so many of your drills and they're just great well thank you i, I appreciate that um and this is a I, I'm glad you clicked on this video because that's my oldest brother right there. Uh, oh, no who, way. Who, after 10 years of training, I finally uh, got him to, to get into the gym and, and try it out. So, All right. Shout out Zach, Zach. Goldman Realtor. Yes, sir. <laughs> Looking for property on that's the Monterey awesome. Peninsula. Give him a shout out. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> this, he lives by, down by you? No, he lives in Monterey. Oh, Monterey. In Monterey. Yeah. So after COVID, I moved down to, or right around COVID, I moved down to, to Costa Mesa where I am now. But yeah, that, the, the jujitsu flow stuff, it just, I, it was movements that I like to do. Like they, they benefit 
they benefited myself just to help with mobility and stay engaged. Like if I'm injured, I still want to go to class, be around everybody, learn technique and I, like muscle memory, like combining the two, the mental and the physical aspect really helps me uh, like ingrain uh, the, the concepts. So I would be doing little solo drills on the side or whatever. And then. Uh, yeah. So when I was, uh, I started doing jujitsu in 2009, I trained under Sensei Nardu Debra. He's a black belt under John Dianahar and Henzo Gracie. Nice. And he is a, a, just a magician, a tactician of, of jujitsu and all martial mm. arts. Um, and when we started in 2009, he had recently opened his academy a few months before, I think in 08. Mm. And we were all white belts. The whole student, you know, nobody knew how to do any jujitsu. And so our whole, we did so much of this, mm. you know, so many times we line everybody up or get in two lines and we would just work on rolls or we would work on egg beaters and we'd work. And, you know, the things that are kind of now are our warm up yeah. that usually make two or three minutes long. Right. But so much of when I used to start jujitsu was, was the kind of stuff that you're showing, not as, as advanced and not nearly as many. There certainly was no X guard from K guard, mm. but uh, just the basics. Yeah. And I think maybe that's another reason why it resonates with me. And then one of my, the black, now black belts, but we were at one time white belts. He, uh, Professor Akbar, Akbar Muhammad, he had a, a class at our dojo called Skills and Drills. And it was basically a whole class of just this, yeah. you know, just what you teach, yep. which is so awesome. Yeah. And th yeah. Th that's, so it, it, you think about other martial arts, right? Boxing, uh, you know, the different karates uh they all have this this solo aspect of the martial art right kata exactly kata and, the, and like karate uh boxing you know, shadow boxing right shadow boxing pad work like there's different there's different um uh I'm blanking on the the right word but different ways to train other than just live training to help complement that live training uh and so that i you know you see, like what I'm doing, it's nothing. It's nothing new. I'm just trying to take it to another level and um, really break down movements from like every single position within jujitsu. Um, all the standing movements, all the ground movements, and figure out ways to help with the coordination uh, for people that train jujitsu. Help be able to start connecting movements together, uh, but also, like just like my my bigger vision. Uh, is to be able to help people that don't train jujitsu uh, get them involved in jujitsu. Cause you know, a little biased, but I truly believe if everybody in the world is training jujitsu, it's going to be a much better place. Right. So, yeah. How, how can I get my brothers, uh, friends, soccer moms, uh, older, you know, 75 plus year old kids. How do we get people into jujitsu? And I'm hoping that this will be one way to do that, um, you know, when COVID, before COVID hit, I was doing uh, jujitsu flow classes at a local uh, sports. Center. Oh, cool! Yeah, and and it's basically I, I treat it as like a yoga flow class, right? Except it's jujitsu sure. flow, and it's all jujitsu movements, and it was working well. Like people would try a new class, they saw on the schedules a new, you know, mobility class or whatever, they would try it. I'm talking about jujitsu, how it applies to live training in this class. And then eventually people started asking me more about it and they would go end up taking a jujitsu class. And I was like, yes, that's uh, 
it works. It works. It it's it works great, and it's a like an ent- an entryway uh, and, a, and a less uh, intimidating way to get into jujitsu for sure. Yeah. Um, you see these classes from time to time around, and you know even back in the day they had like gymnastica natural yep. in um, animal in Brazil, yeah. which was yeah animal flow, Different. and I think like there's that school I don't know where it is, but Budokan. It's not my Budokan, but there's another Budokan. And the guy teaches it. What's his name? Cameron? Something? Is he? Uh, he he works with Rafael Lovato. I think I've seen them. I think yes, exactly. Videos together. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Similar. Similar kind of taking the movements of jujitsu and teaching like kind of like a yoga class. So that's great. But you said something that we can't glance over without exploring a little, and it's something that my sensei Nardu says all the time uh, that martial arts could save the world. And you know, you think everyone should take it. I think so too. But like, what are some of the universal truths that you found that um, helps people become better people by, you know, getting this into their lives? So, like higher level, you know, there's a lot of the, a lot of the things that I've benefited from, you can find in other places. I just think it's different with jujitsu. So, you know, community aspects, problem solving, uh, you know, the, the self-confidence that it gives you, the humility that it provides you. Uh, I, I think it just, simply put, for me, like it sounds okay, but it really has made me a better version of myself. Um, my ego, it like puts my ego in check. I, I, when I go out, I don't feel like I have to prove anything to anybody because I don't get my ass kicked every day in the gym, right? Uh, it gives you like a, a self-confidence uh, that I'd never felt before. Like playing other sports, I was confident. Uh, but jujitsu just gave me a, a more, just a calmer self-confidence about myself and just a little different so i think those are the main the main things in the community like i've traveled to different countries uh and no matter where i go whether i speak the language or not it's like we can find a way to relate through jujitsu in its own language that's absolutely one of my favorite parts about it too i mean i i've been at the same academy since i started but because of my job i've had to travel all over the world and all over this country. When I started my career uh, in 2008, and I would go to some remote places in Texas, like for example, Brownsville, Texas, I do a lot of business and all the way on the border. And there was like one jujitsu place. Now there's like a dozen jujitsu places. Everywhere I go now there's jujitsu. And I would always, always, always bring my gi, my belt, my rash guard, and I would just drop in, you know, just, Hey, I'm here to train. And I have, and I knock on wood when I say this, but I have never had a bad experience in 14 years of traveling all over the world. And I have trained in Greece and Paris and St. Bart's and Mexico and 20 States. And everywhere I go, it's like, Hey, what's up? Let's train. And I get those same butterflies every time I walk into a gym, like, Oh God, is like, are they going to try to kill me? You know? And sometimes they do, but afterwards we're all hugging and hanging out. And it's like, I feel like I have all these friends and a lot of them follow this podcast and like we stay in touch and, you know, sometimes it's just a little comment or just a little, Hey, how's it going? Um, but it's just so cool to, to be able to, to have those experiences. And like you said, you know, my wife runs marathons. So last year she ran Paris and Berlin 
And when she would go, I would go out for like a little tune-up run. I would go and just stop into a, an academy. Mm. I went to Paris. They did not speak any English. Like the class was in French. They really did not speak. The guys there did not speak English, but we spoke jujitsu. And we like exactly. became fast friends. It was so cool. It was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. My my girlfriend, she last uh last year she moved to Peru for a few months to learn Spanish. And she trains jujitsu. And it was that exact same experience. Like she was able to go to a gym. She didn't, her Spanish wasn't great at the time. They only spoke Spanish. They got along. She has friends, you know, that she's made that would you know would go back whenever we want. And uh it's just it's it's a universal language, you know. Yeah, it's a, not a universal language, but also lets you experience the world in such a different way than you would as like a tourist. So let's say you get to New York, it's like okay, I'm gonna get on the the tour bus and see a Broadway show, and I'm gonna go to a hotel. You have no idea how many people have told me that they've moved to New York and never actually met a New Yorker, which is surprising to me as a New Yorker because I know a million New Yorkers. But one of my good buddies was Australian, and he'd been living in New York for five years. He was a work colleague. This is in 2008. And he says to me, you're the first person I've met from New York. And I was like, that seems almost impossible for me to understand. But his whole world centered around expats and Australians and people. And he didn't do anything that got him ingrained in like kind of New York culture. And so the fact yeah. that you could go to Berlin for as a visitor, and now all of a sudden I'm chilling with all Berliners, you know, just yeah. part of their normal life. And I've, and I've encountered that over and over and over again in, in countries and states all over the place, Boston and uh, Florida, all over Florida. And I think that as you and I are just like discussing universal truths of jujitsu, yeah. I don't know too many other things like that. You can't just go to a boxing gym. Right. You know, you can, but it ain't going to be the same experience. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to come in? All right. Yeah. Get in the ring with our, uh, our you know, up and coming middleweight you know, golden gloves guy, they're going to beat the living daylights out of you. And they're not even going to give you a, mm -hmm. a high five on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really, it's an interesting point. It's like uh, two things to that point, like jujitsu right now, you can train, you have access to training with like the top guys in the world. Right. Or, and, yeah. and just training in general, like the, this, like you can have fun training with people, no matter their skill level. Right. I could bring in my brother who's never trained before and I can have fun training with him. Like we wrestle around like because just, you know, like throwing a punch might not be as instinctual as like grappling, wrestling. Right. It's kind of like even if you don't know how to wrestle, you can still kind of grab on and, and you know, roll around a little bit. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, the other point of like the local feel, I, I kind of take this for granted, but like I'm I'm looking at planning a trip to Italy at the end of the year and you know looking at all these touristy things to do but it's like i want to you know i want to get that local feel it's like i'll just go to a jiu-jitsu gym like it's easy yeah. i know i'll meet people and like you take a step back and think about being able to do that it's like amazing yeah, yeah. in the summertime in italy yeah uh well okay italy was one of the one places i had a pro so some culture like the italian culture especially in the summer i was like trying to get in touch with with guys and they were just like off doing whatever they do in italy in the summer so plan that one in advance i haven't had any other issues in any other countries but in italy in the summer they're like i guess no class living with dolce vita uh, yeah i'm looking at going uh, in like end of september october yeah 
we're about still trying to plan it, but uh, still trying to figure yeah, it out. I'll be in okay. New York for a wedding, uh, my cousin's wedding, and then we're like, oh, we'll be on the East Coast. Let's just, I've never been to Europe, so like maybe, uh, yeah. you know, hop across the ocean. When you're in New York, do you think you'll stop by the Academy? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, because training, I mean, Henzo it's, it's, it's such an amazing school. I don't know who teaches there now, but when I was there, it's like if you're not going to John's class, you're going to you know Neiman, Gregor, Igor was there. Um, like they have yeah. so many, so many high level guys. I know some of them opened up their own gyms now and they're moving around. Yeah, but. I think you know Mike Jarmello Jer is one of the head guys there. Yeah. I've I've taken a class with his on a few occasions. Nice. Uh, going back to John for a second, yeah. I mean, you know, one of the incredible things about John, and I had a chance to talk to him about it on this podcast, mm -hmm. is that he is the most clear and effective communicator that I have ever encountered as a teacher. Unbelievable. Like when he speaks, every word is there with intention to communicate something that is important for you to understand. And he said on this, he's like, language is a human superpower. Mm. And you know, I, I don't think that he gets enough credit for just how good of an actual teacher he is. Like forget about jujitsu teacher. Like he's just an incredibly um, impressive communicator. And, you know, sometimes that's lost on people who don't connect with him because he sounds like a, you know, like Yoda or whatever. But when I've taken his jujitsu classes over the years, it is like, I, I don't even know how to explain it for someone who hasn't done it. It's, it's a, it is a religious experience. Yeah, there's, it, it's one thing, it's why I say it, or one of the reasons why it's helped me become a better teacher myself. Um, there's just, there's no wasted words when he's speaking. Right in a class setting, it's like it's uh, yep. it's incredible. Uh, yeah, and and like I love like he's so diligent with like what he's going to do. It's so clear that he's thought about what he's going to be teaching, and he knows how he's going to be teaching it, and he's working towards um, like an end goal. And sometimes techniques can be too short. I've been to academies like, okay, we do the arm bar, throw the legs up like this, do this. Okay, let's roll. You know? And then I've been to other classes where it's like a 30 minute lecture on a technique. And it's like, are we going to actually practice this thing? You know, <laughs> but John, it's almost like magic. He has, it's like the perfect cadence, the perfect length, the perfect time. And then he's watching and, um, it's just, he's a deeply, deeply impressive person and had such a, a huge impact on my life. Um, even though we've only met just a few, you know, a few times I've only trained with them, you know, a handful of times. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. So I think another, um, something that got me into jujitsu was watching Hickson's, uh, documentary choke on, on YouTube. Back mm. Yeah. I've seen you do the, the breath work. Yeah. So I learned that training with Crone, we would do, we would breathe, uh, after training most nights. And so like, that like my ideal jujitsu in my mind is a combination of Hickson and John and mm. they're so different um, yet like beautiful in different ways like with uh, learning from Crone it's like the the yeah so this is the the breathing just like the diaphragm breathing that we would do yeah. i have a i have it pulled up on the video for those of who are listening and uh you can google hicks and gracie breath work yeah. and the movie choke he does it on the beach yep. uh and yep ari's doing it here yeah and i that this has had one of like probably one of the most influential um skills for my life because uh learning how to breathe from crone 
it works well in jujitsu, but like this is a skill set I've been able to use with everything in life, right? Because it just helps mm-hmm. helps with managing emotions and energy. And so obviously outside of the gym, we still got to deal with that stuff in the work setting. If we're getting to a meeting or we're having a you know a conversation with somebody, it's like if you can control your breath and use that to your advantage, uh, it's, it's so valuable. Uh, and I'm happy you brought Chrome back up because you mentioned it before, and I and I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Number one, he's um, he has an upcoming fight oh, yeah. in the UFC. Let's he hasn't go. fought in three years. Yeah. I love watching him fight in the UFC. Uh, I off, of course always think back to his fight with Gary Tonin at ADCC when he won, and nobody knew who Gary Tonin was unless you lived on the East Coast. Yeah. And you know, Crone was like, "Who is this guy?" He Crone ended up winning. But just talk about somebody with such impressive jujitsu, you know, and such an impressive martial arts. What's it like to, to train with him? It was incredible. Um, it's like he really lives a like jujitsu lifestyle and like warrior lifestyle. And um, it like not as many words are spoken, right? Not like going over these detailed techniques. It's more like you got to like show a technique but you have to you have to train a lot you have to like get the 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 feel of it like the the movements of it and uh it was just i don't know how else to explain it It was like just more of a of a lifestyle it's it sounds like what you're talking about his father talks about a lot and his father also has a hard time articulating it but he calls it invisible jiu-jitsu yeah that's how it's jiu-jitsu that you can't see but that you can feel yeah Exactly. So like that, that's why in my head seeing that and then seeing John and how he teaches and how his athletes train, it's like, man, the combination of that is like, for me, the pinnacle, uh, I'll never reach mm-hmm. that, but it's like being able to, to combine those two would be, is what I think about all the time. And, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because the, with Hicks and 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 Crone, I said like it, it's hard to articulate a lot of it, but when you feel it, you know what they're talking about. Um, yeah, I used to watch Crone like big guys, big name guys like much bigger than him would come into the gym, and I'm like, ooh, this is gonna be interesting, and he just like would just run through him and keep it trained wow. with us, and it was mainly Ghee. Um, we would do no gi maybe once a week, but it was pr- predominantly gi classes. And he would always like tie one arm in his belt and just like, you know, different methods of training. Cause he didn't have that many, like he would have people come in, but like on a day-to-day basis, like he would train with like the core group of guys at the gym, just like you know, random students that maybe weren't doing it full time or whatever. Um, yeah. And so he was always looking for ways to enhance his training and like the sensories. Uh, and so it was so impressive to see how he would train. And I mean, yeah. he's not a big guy, but like his movements, his you know, efficiency uh, is beautiful. Yeah, I've been fascinated by him. I can only imagine what it's like to grow up with a father like Hicks and Gracie is widely recognized as being one of the, the best fighters of all time, always in the conversation as yeah. one of the best, best mixed martial artists and, and best jujitsu. And it seems like if, you know, Crone has, in my mind at least, absolutely proven himself in his own person, you know, his own 
His, his jiu-jitsu is incredible. He at the ADCC and the UFC, like he has carried that flag uh, very, very proudly. And I know he had a he had a difficult life growing up, losing his brother and a lot of hard times uh, through high school. And so it's it's amazing to see the, the discipline and the turnaround. Yeah. Let me ask you a question: Are you uh, are you now? doing jiu-jitsu full-time and and is jiu-jitsu flow is it able to supplement you i see that you have uh and i can share my screen right here because i think everybody should pick up a copy and i'll link to everything you have bjj fanatics videos that are up right now you've got jiu-jitsu flow uh on here yeah so and you have a few other courses yeah so i gotta uh so this is the first year like i'm trying to do jiu-jitsu flow full-time uh, and really dive into jujitsu and, and all aspects. And uh, I hadn't done it full time uh, up until this point. I was always working and, you know, figuring out ways that I could live a jujitsu lifestyle and support myself. Right. I live in Southern California, Orange County. It's not the cheapest place in the world. Uh, so it's, it's tough to do. I'm, I'm not a, a world class athlete. Right. I didn't start training until I was 25. And, and so um, it's like trying to get creative and see. So for me, it's not about like how many like how many accomplishments can I get for myself? Um, it's more about like how many people can I help through jujitsu? OK, so here is your website, Jiu-Jitsu Flow. And in addition to having courses on BJJ Fanatics, and I, and I also saw that you have videos on Jiu-Jitsu X, which is, I think is Keenan Cornelius's platform. Yeah. You have your own web business and your own video content library. Yeah, so I did uh, I, I did some an instruction on Jiu-Jitsu X like a year and a half ago. Um, did a couple on BJJ Fanatics this past year. And then the beginning of this year in January, I just created my own course uh, and put it so it's at jujitsuflow.com and mm -hmm. here I'm, I'm i'm the goal is i'm just trying to build a community um mm -hmm. and so i'll have more instructionals here as well as different services that uh i'm working out trying to figure out how to how to basically make this like a full-blown business and uh you know be able to down the road, maybe get jujitsu flow accredited so other people can teach it. So then they'll be able to teach mm. people in their local area, um, and then just help it help it grow. And hopefully uh, that'll help people within jujitsu, right? Be able to maximize their training. Um, that's like my mm -hmm. my my first goal. Um, but then also, like we were talking about before, like figure out ways to get the average person who doesn't care at least they don't think they care about self-defense or actual jiu-jitsu training but you know let them learn about the benefits of jiu-jitsu movements and you know if they only like that great but if they want to eventually try uh an actual jiu-jitsu class it's better yeah i just i i connect with you so much on this and it, it has never once occurred to me my wife is 100 pounds soaking wet she's a marathon runner she's a surgeon so she's, her hands are her, her most important yeah. asset. And, but last night she says to me, I want to learn how to defend myself. And, you know, I just like think about her snapping like a twig in jujitsu. She's so delicate, yeah. um, tough, but delicate. 
And this would be the perfect thing for her to do. You know, we have a Matt's a whole new dojo in my basement. Matt. Like this would be the perfect, perfect thing to introduce to people who are interested in jujitsu, but intimidated by, um, you know, the physical, the physicality of it. Yeah. And it'll give them number one, it'll help them learn some movements, um, you know, so that they'll learn movements within jujitsu. They'll, they'll learn the, the names of positions of techniques. So then, you know, great. If they want to keep doing it at their house or maybe in a, a, a class, like just a jujitsu flow class, beautiful. Um, but if they ever do build up their confidence, which I hope that they would to then try a class, they're going to go into that very first class with a ton of knowledge already. And they won't feel uh, so out of place. Uh, you know, when they take that class, like my brother, my oldest brother who just uh, was on the video who, who just started a few weeks ago, like he's a super athletic guy, like big guys, like six, six foot two twenty, whatever athletic guy. But he walks into a jujitsu uh, class. He doesn't know anything. So he feels super out of place. Like he feels bad training. You know, he doesn't want to uh, be a, a nuisance on anybody else. And so he's trying to like pick up so much, but obviously it's overwhelming. But if he would have started doing like my jujitsu flow videos a couple months in advance, uh, I think it would have been super beneficial. And he's doing them now, and he finds it beneficial. So, uh, yeah, it's another benefit to him. Yeah, I mean, you're so right. And uh, to have uh, even like a little small curriculum for your first three months, and it's like, you know, you're just learning the foundations of here's the name of the basic positions. Here's what we're going to learn over the next year. You know, you're going to have a stand up, you're going to have side control, you're going to have you're on the top, you're on the bottom. I mean, there's, there's definitely always a better way to do things. And of course. I think like you mentioned, you might not be training Gordon Ryan, but you could for the average doctor or nurse or school teacher to introduce them to the sport a little bit better. Yeah. It could be, could be really, yeah. really it, cool. Even, even the higher level guys, I get, I get a lot of black belts that reach out. Oh yeah. And, uh, and comment on the benefits that it, that it's provided them. Cause we, you know, another thing that I'd love to be able to do at some point, uh, is provide warmups, like movements that gyms can use for warmups and cool downs uh, because you walk into a gym, there's going to be a different warm-up for every gym you walk into. Some are amazing, some aren't great, some, you know, whatever. It's There's just such a spectrum. Uh, but if you can have movements catered to jujitsu or the movement, the techniques that you're showing that day uh, to help people with the warm-up and coordination, uh, that's something I'd really like to be able to do in the future and, yeah. and we don't have that much time like a lot of people if you're not a pro athlete you're working all day even if you're a black belt you get off work you go to class you don't have much time to to warm up and in class you're drilling you know a movement for five minutes you get 10 15 reps in maybe and you move on you don't really have much time uh, to really focus on the mobility aspect because to, to help with injury prevention and you know, etc oh yeah so yeah you said it i mean amongst your followers i've just scrolling around here you have some of the top names in the world in mixed martial arts and jujitsu uh adcc champions uh some of the biggest accounts up oh, there's my uh one of my professors professor akbar who i nice. mentioned drills and skills 
you got a Navy SEALs, JP Dinnell. I mean, you've got some of the best, best guys in the world. Oliver Taza and uh, oh, there's Michael Zania from BJJ Fanatics. You got the whole crew. I got to uh, be following along on your I, journey. I, I gotta, I gotta, you are on to something. I got to be looking at that more often. I don't know what you're just looking at, but I, I got to tap into that. I was looking at our I was looking at our mutual followers oh, okay. of you know professional nice. uh, people that are following along yeah. the jujitsu flow journey, and yeah. you know you're doing something here. But while it's fundamental, you've gotten the attention of you know. Like I said, some of the, the top names in the sport. It's really cool. I, I just, like I said, right from the beginning, I love what you're doing. The first time I saw your account, I was like, wow, this guy's just awesome. He's such a good demonstrator of the fundamentals. And I love the fundamentals. Thank you. Uh, I also want to, before I, uh, you know, as we wrap up over here, I want to make sure that everybody can find your courses. So we got your website. We saw BJJ Fanatics. Um, what's the best way to connect with you, you know, for people? Is it your website? Um, the, the website's like strictly if you want the, the program right now. I haven't built it out uh, yeah. too much. So I saw you also got some merch over yeah, here. Yeah, I've got some shirts. I'm, I'm going to be doing some collabs and having some new, you know, again, I'm, I'm kind of figuring this all out on my own. So, uh, uh, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of improvements to be made. Um, but I got a couple shirts right now. I'll probably be partnering with Jujitero in, in the near future to make some some new uh, and improved gear. Uh, but yeah, the the instructional Jujitsu Flow or BJJ Fanatics, uh, and then to get in contact with me, I would say just uh, message me on Instagram. That's probably the best one. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, I uh, encourage you if you or anybody listening has any questions, if I could be helpful to you in starting your business for whatever it is, whether it's in e-commerce or starting up the classes. I, I teach a program called Mix You to my fashion business. I have 15 brick and mortar retail locations on my e-commerce website, shopmixology.com. We have 350 employees and I do, uh, this is going to be my third year doing it, but I have a, a leadership academy called Mix You. I do an eight week program in the summer. My first year I had 140 students. Last year I had 240 students. And this year we're shooting for more. Shout out to Henny, uh, one of my team members who's listening in on this podcast right now and taking notes. Uh, she's running the whole Mix You program this summer and she has been a past participant in Mix You. So nice. we know a lot about uh, doing these online classes. We've, we've learned a lot of really good lessons. And I've carried a lot of jujitsu lessons over into the, the program as well. So if I can yeah. be helpful to you or anyone else, you let me know. 100%. I appreciate it. We'd love to continue chatting. Yeah. Always here. Anytime. Ari, what a pleasure it is to have you on. Good luck with everything. Uh, I hope that this can you know help a little bit and um, spread the word on Jiu-Jitsu Flow. My man. Fellow uh, fellow member of the tribe. I appreciate you, Jordan. Really. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate the opportunity and the kind words and everything and love what you're doing with that. Uh, I didn't know you had so much going on, but just your your channel, uh, I follow it for a while and, and, you know, you're doing a lot of good things. So I really uh, am honored to be, you know, to have this opportunity and to be on the podcast. So thank you. Yeah, I really do appreciate you. Uh, all of you have said some kind words over the you know past year or so since we got connected on Instagram. And that's like the power of social media for good. And, you know, for all of its bad parts to be able to connect you know, like-minded people from across the country. It's, it's, a, it's a cool yeah. thing. And so I, I really do appreciate all the kind words and support that you've given me too. Have a great day. And I look forward to talking. All right, to you. Take Bye. care.